twilight, these sisters discuss the paranormal and the unnerving. They are known as the Parasisters. Hey guys, this is Tristan. And Rebecca. And you are watching and listening to the Parasisters. The Parasisters. Yes. Yes. What's up? So, nothing much. Um, you guys, we have a website. Yay! Yes, it's our very own website, and the link will be included in this underneath this video. Hopefully, I you guys remember. can check it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn awesome. It's so cool. Like you can go and listen to our episodes, and um, you could donate which we got a donation of ten dollars but i don't know how to get it like for treatment <laughs> i don't either i saw that there was one but i don't I know how like, to do it either i don't like where do, we don't even have like an account set up i was like because it i mean it was our mom everybody will know once they see it. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like asking i'm like where did it take you to when you clicked on donate she's like nowhere it just took me to a thing that said donate i'm like what is happening <laughs> I don't know. So that's okay. That's our first month's <laughs> worth of do domain. Yes, exactly. And then uh, if we get more donations, that'll be for um, like advertisement and stuff like that. Yes. Um, also, like when you guys go to this webpage, it gives you all the information about us. Um, it takes you to all the links that we have for our social medias. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you can donate. Uh, it has a spot where you guys can leave your stories for us. Yes. Uh, we kind of wanted to make everything central and make it easier for our listeners to um, be able to communicate with us yes. and interact with us. It's, it's very main mainstream. Streamlined, streamlined. <laughs> That's the. It is very streamlined. You yes. can you can email us. You can actually just leave us messages if you don't feel like emailing us. Like whatever the case is, um, it's awesome. And awesome. and also, uh, you guys can subscribe to our webpage, and you'll get all of the like updated information before anybody else usually does. So yes, that'll be cool. It is awesome. Um, check it out and you guys always 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 like share subscribe hit the notifications yeah because um uh we don't have that many but we need our followers yes we do the people su yes, we do. supporting this this show because and i want to buy lizzie borden's house so i really dude, need support yes. here <laughs> we talked on the last one which i've been completely lacking in my duties and it's not out yet but <laughs> we were we did talk about lizzie borden's house or lizzie borden case which i'm obsessed with um i know it in like minute details <laughs> i also have like gobbled up anything about lizzie borden that i've yes. ever seen over the years i don't even know it's... why i'm obsessed it's just one of those things well it's a true crime thing and I mean, she was acquitted of the murders. So does that mean that somebody else murdered them? And who did it? You know, it's kind of like a, <laughs> you it's know, it's a thing. You know, it's a thing. I I actually go back and forth between whether I think she did it or not. Like, <laughs> part of me says no way, and then part of me is like, it makes sense because she was the only one that, that bitch that. did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But her house is for sale, and um, we want to own it. Fall River, Massachusetts. It would be awesome. I'd make Zach Baggins come and Both spend of the them night. are for sale. <laughs> like we can get it. We just need three million dollars. We can get the Lizzie Borden house, yes. the Axe Murder house, oh. and then we can get Lizzie Borden's house that she lived in after her trial. I should have looked it up because we know we know it's Maple something, but we can't remember what. <laughs> right. Yeah, I should have looked it up before we started, but that's fine. I literally was just looking at it before we started this, and <laughs> my brain is fried because I put in eight and a half hours today. Yes. So, and if any of our listeners know um, what it is to be a bartender, yeah. you will understand. Yes, you will I, understand. I've never been a bartender, <laughs> but I have worked in a restaurant, which is awful, honestly. <laughs> so bless you, restaurant workers. I, don't, I can't even tell you how many times I wanted to cry today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
I told I told uh, Sassy when I got home, I was like, I can't even with these people today. <laughs> Dude. And he's like, you can't even. I was like, I cannot even. I have a way less stressful job. I don't even work with customers, but I was on the brink of crying today. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was that kind of day. It's been a weird day. It has been a weird day. So let's, let's end it appropriately with a lovely... And bring you guys something weird. Yes. We like the weirdness. I love weird. I love weird. And uh, I, just real quick, like a little side note. So I listened to this podcast about true crime, and they always start the podcast, Hey Weirdos. And I'm like, they're talking to me. Yeah. That is directed at me. <laughs> this is my podcast for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So anyway, today we're going to talk about Franklin Castle. Yeah, you told me the title of this, and I don't think I've ever heard of this place. <laughs> I I, I did not know anything about this place until I saw it on a website. Because, you know, I'm weird, and I gotta go look at creepy shit all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can't help myself I, either. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. Yeah. So, uh, so Franklin Ca Castle is also known as the Tiedemann House. So that sounds um, more familiar, but I can't. Right. Um, and I actually didn't even know this part. Um, but Franklin Castle is a Victorian stone house. Um, I would consider it more mansion size than actual house size. I will, um, I will say it's unusual to have a um, Victorian stone house. They, they rarely uh, built out of stone in Victorian times. Right. They made it out of like the shiplack stuff or whatever yeah, it's called. It, it, I mean, yeah. it was wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah. So um, this is a Victorian stone house. Um, it was built in the American Queen Anne style. I love Queen Anne. I do too. And this house, this house, Rebecca, is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, it is located at uh, 4308 Franklin Boulevard in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. That's where Jane Harold's um, from, the campfire, just so we know. Yes. So in the <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio city neighborhood, uh, the building has four stories and has more than 20 rooms Holy and 80 windows. Oh my God. This house has 80 windows. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Um, and in the late 19th century, when this house was built, uh, it was built on Franklin Boulevard. That's why, that's why it's called Franklin castle. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that time, Franklin Boulevard was the most prestigious uh, residential avenues in Cleveland. Um, nice. And Franklin Castle or Tiedemann House is uh, reported to be the most haunted house in Ohio. That is freaking awesome. It is freaking awesome. And um, like, I, there's some weird stuff. We'll get into it, but there's some weird stuff in this house that is really unexplainable. It's, it's odd. Um, I love it. I love it. Unexplainable. Yes. Well, I do and I don't. <laughs> I, I do because I, it gives me the chills and it like, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. And then I don't because I'm like, why is this unexplainable? This is bullshit. It should be explainable. Yeah. Somebody give me the answers, damn it. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, the house was built in 1881, between 1881 and 1883 by the famed architectural firm of Cottle and Richardson um, for Hannes Tiedemann. Hannes. That's weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's German. So I don't know if it's Hannes or like Hans, but it's spelled H-A-N-N-E-S. Hannes. It might be Hannes, I suppose. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Well, and you got to remember, too, this is, like, closer to, like, old world German than it is new world German, yeah. too. So. Um, so it was built for Tiedemann. Um, uh, Tiedemann was an American banker who became president and co-founder of Union Baking and Savings Company of Cleveland, Ohio, um, yes. after immigrating to the United States from Germany. Uh, so he immigrated here and then with his family, um, then it became 
the president and co-founder of this bank. Uh, Tiedman was actually born in Prussia. Nice. Yeah, and immigrated from Germany to New York in 1848 with his family, his mother, um, Vibeka. Vibeka, not Rebecca. With a V, huh? That's, well, it's actually with a W, but they pronounce oh, it W. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, his brothers, Klaus and Ludwig. Ludwig. I love Ludwig. Ludwig or Ludwig, Ludwig yeah. Ludwig. Um, <laughs> his brother, uh, Ludwig, actually changed his name to Lewis to Americanize it. No, that's lame. I don't like that. I don't, I know. I don't and his sister, uh, Katharina and Rebecca Elise and Louise or Louise. Louise, maybe? Louise. Yeah, because it's spelled with the W. Like, German is very hard, like, the yeah. way that they pronounce things. Um, I started to learn German, and I'm like, this is way too hard. <laughs> I love German. I want to learn it so bad. That's not really yeah. here or there. <laughs> it's, it's actually really cool to learn. Um, there's a really cool app. I'll tell you about it afterwards that you can go learn it for free. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so they immigrated in 1948 because his dad had died two years before that in 1940 or in, sorry, 1846. Um, by around 1850, Tiedman worked as an apprentice to a barrel maker, um, which relocated him to Royalton, Ohio. Um, and he, and then he moved to Cleveland around 1855. So he's kind of like, just like moving around, working at, you know, these jobs, trying to found, trying to find his niche, you know? I will say that, uh, I don't know his, what's coming up next, but to go from being a barrel maker's assistant to, uh, living on one of the most prestigious streets in the city of Cleveland sounds pretty awesome. He, yeah. He really came up in the world. <laughs> Especially for an immigrant. Yeah, you know what it I was mean? hard. It was very hard for immigrants back then. So. It was extremely hard for them. Um, this is before World War II, so it was a little easier for Germans. But yeah. afterwards, <laughs> I don't it was think extremely... about it. It's not well, funny. I, it's awful. After, after our dad died, I uh, was talking to one of our aunts, who was actually his aunt, um, and our great grandpa Pete refuse to let the kids speak German. Like they were not allowed to speak German. Yeah. Even though uh, grandpa and grandma spoke German, the kids were not allowed to speak German at all. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because they immigrated here uh, like during World War II because grandpa Pete didn't agree with what they were doing over there. Right. So they kind of, they pretty much escaped Germany and came to the United States. And so it was harder for them because they were German. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, back on the story. <laughs> so he was an apprentice uh, barrel maker, and then he relocated to Royal, Royalton? Roy Alton, sorry. Um. At around 1855, he moves to Cleveland and he works as a clerk for uh, Babcock and Hearn, a wholesale grocer, um, and resided at the Bennett Forest City House uh, rooming house at Cleveland's Public Square. So, and he lives there for quite quite some time, about nine years, actually. Holy moly. Yeah, and 1864, Tiedman, um becomes a wholesale grocer in the firm of uh, Wiedemann and Tiedemann. Wiedemann <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and Tiedemann. Yeah. Uh, That's unfortunate. The guy, well, okay, so here, uh, I think it's Wiedemann, Wiedemann and Tiedemann, even though it's a W. Um, so, having begin the the business with John Christian um, Wiederman. So the guy's name was actually Wiederman, but they called him Weedman and Tiedman. That's okay. That they're trying to be cutesy. I see. Yeah, that cutesy. Yeah. 
1871. Yeah, in 1871, Tiedman sold out his interest in Weedman. Weedman and Tiedman. Weedman sounds weird. It sounds like a marijuana place. Weedman. Going over to Weedman's. Want to get me a joint? <laughs> um, so he sold out his interest in Weedman and Tiedman, though he retained the business offices within its building. Um, so he held on to the offices, but he sold out his interest. Um, in 1883, uh, Tiedman founded and was vice president of the savings and trust company. Um, so the bank. So I'm assume, assuming that he sold out his interest and bought right. interest into a bank, like bought a bank. Um, uh, at this time, uh, the Ohio state law permitted um, them to form a trust company. Like it was a newly like made law that they could form a trust company. Right. Um, so that's what he did. Owned a trust company. I don't know. What, what exactly is the trust company? I don't either. <laughs> You're saying this and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that means. I don't either. I don't have enough money to put it in a trust. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> well, let alone a company. Like a trust is one thing, but when you have like a trust <laughs> company, I, I don't know what that means. That's... Like, do you hold trust for people? I don't understand. I don't know. Sell I'm, them trust? I'm not good at, at business stuff, really, usually. So, um, like, we're going to go a little bit ahead in time right here. Just so we can finish out, like, his little life thing here. Yeah. Like, the little bio of Tiedman himself. Um, so, in January of 19, 1907, he retires from the U.S. Savings and Bank Company of Cleveland where he had become president following his involvement in many Cleveland area banks. So he was involved in many banks. Right. Um, and so we're going to go back in 1862, uh, Tiedman marries Louisa, um, also referred to as Louise or Louisa. Um, and, uh, her maiden name was Hawk or Hook. Um, she was also of German descent. It doesn't give a whole lot of history about her. <laughs> yeah. I like the name uh, that Lisa the, so much. I do too. And I like the way they spelled it. Like she spelled it. It's L-U-I-S-A. Louisa. Yeah, I like that. I do too. Um, so the Tiedman family consists of Tiedman, his wife, Louisa, his mother, Vibeka, <laughs> and six children. Him and Louisa have six children. Um, they have Wilhelmine, Hannah, um, August, Johannes, Emma, Ernst, Dora Louise, and Albert. Aww. Yeah, so they have a total of six children. Um, uh, Wilhelmine, Hannah, died in infancy. Oh. Um, Ernest Ernst also died in infancy and Albert died in infancy. So out of their six kids, only three lived. That's sad. Yes. Though it is alleged that um, Tiedman also fathered another child named Herbert with a woman named Ella May Clark. Oh. Although this is an unsubstantiated claim. I don't like but that. But we'll kind of get into like what was said about him at the time. I don't like adulterers. That's on record. I don't right either. Now. <laughs> I don't either. So they built this house, right? Um, the entire Tiedman family, including his mother, um, moved into the house in 1883, and they lived there for quite a while. Um, like uh, all together, they lived there for quite a while. But in 18, in January of 1881, things make a turn for the worst. Um, on January 15th, 1891, <coughs> I'm sorry, I mistyped that by January 1891. So they lived there for like almost 10 years. Right. Okay. Not 1880. Oh, yeah. I mistyped it. <laughs> yeah. Mistyper. Um, I know. <laughs> on, uh, January 15th, 1891. 
uh, Tiedman's 15-year-old daughter, Emma, succumbed to diabetes. What? She died of some kind of complication from diabetes. Of she course, had diabetes. they didn't really have insulin back then, so I guess. Right, right. That's sad because um, she's so young. Right. Um, it, it is sad, and they really didn't have anything to help with diabetes back then. Yeah. Um, within two weeks of Emma dying, the house sees its second death. Uh, when Tiedman's mother, Vivecca, dies. Although she dies of natural causes. Because right. she's just old. She's an old lady. <laughs> right. Um, but during the next three years, the Tiedmans would bury three more children. They, they only had three children. <laughs> well, because after, like, the babies died in between... You know oh, God. oh, I see. I see what they're trying to. Okay. And out of all their children, um, only August Johannes are. Yeah. Only August Johannes lived to adulthood. That's like the saddest freaking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. He's the only one that lived to adulthood. Um, although he does die also. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like this poor family. I, I'm literally going to say those exact words. This poor family. <laughs> right. Um, but so they bury in the next three years, they bury three more children. Um, and this raises speculation that there was actually more deaths there than me than meets the eye. Mm. Like, we don't know exactly what happened because for one, they didn't keep great records back then, you know? Right. Totally. And if somebody died at home, nobody really questioned it. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, we've had this discussion of the weird things that they did in the Victorian times with death. Right. So. Right. Um, although, uh, to distract his wife, Louisa, from the tragedies, um, Tiedman begins an extensive construction on the home, and he adds a ballroom to the length, to the entire length of the fourth floor, to the entire length of the house on the fourth floor. Hey, honey. I know you're grieving over the loss of all of our children, but I decided we're going to have a ball and we need a ballroom. Right. Right. What are you thinking, I man? think it was, I think it was to like try to get her out of it, like to, de to help design it and decorate it because Victorian women were very much into that. Like that's oh, how yeah. they spent their time and their money. Yes. If you, if you like were on clothes if, and like decorating their house. Right. If you were wealthy and, uh, had nothing else better to do. <laughs> That's what you did. Right. Which um, if, if you were wealthy, you didn't have anything else to do. So someone right. just walked right in front of my window. It creeped me out. <laughs> it's creepy. Becca. Why do you live on the so Like you need to live like way up and have your own little balcony. Like I used to, but I know I prefer <laughs> now that I don't have to walk up three flights of stairs. I prefer the ground floor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly. I agree. But people can walk by your window. I just need my own house is what, what's really happening. <laughs> right. This is one thing I love about living where I, li where I live. Mm -hmm. That if you walk by my window. Something weird is going on. Yeah. Room. Something right. weird is happening. <laughs> you may get shot. I'm not yes. Even joking. Yes. You, <laughs> might walk by my window. you might witness Tristan exercising her second amendment rights. <laughs> Right, because my house is so far from the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no reason to be walking by my window. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, uh, during this building time, uh, they added turrets and gargoyles to the to the edifice's um, facade. 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 <laughs> I love turrets and I love gargoyles. Yeah, and there's I uh, watched this video on YouTube where the guy who owns the house now kind of gives you a tour. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, like, cherubs or, like, faces that aren't gargo gargoyles mm -hmm. outside, and they're so beautiful. Like, this place is gorgeous. Um, um, it's, it's weird that they... That sounds like they were trying to turn it gothic, though, so... <laughs> That's weird to add on to an, a Queen Anne with gothicness. I agree. I agree it is. 
But I don't know. It just makes it more interesting, I think. Well, and it's stone. I keep, like, having, like, a picture in my head of, like, a classic Victorian house or, like, a Queen Anne. And it doesn't look like you're obviously describing. <laughs> so I will definitely right. put, a, yeah, put a picture. Like, yeah. Yes, this is a stone. This is yeah. a stone house. Well, mansion, more like it. But it's made out of stone. It's pretty cool. Um, so they put in the ballroom, they add the turrets and the gargoyles to the facade. Um, given that, giving the house an even more pronounced castle appearance. Yes. I want a castle. I so know. Bad. I do too. I need to have a castle uh, right now. <laughs> it is rumored that hidden rooms and passageways, um, yes. which they cannot find, by the way. This is an unsubstantiated thing was used for bootlegging during prohibition. <laughs> so I guess my question is, do they not have architectural drawings? <laughs> I would not assume that they have complete architectural drawings. That's sad. I would probably start demolishing walls to find these passageways. <laughs> Just a little bit at a time. And then I agree. Replace. I find those fuckers. Although in the video that I watched of the guy giving the tour for this news group, mm. as soon as you walk in the front door to the right, there is a hidden passageway that actually goes down to the servants' quarters. Nice. So they never ever have so to that, be seen. Right. So they don't have to be seen through the house, and so they can make it really quickly to the door, so as that whoever's on the outside on the outside of the door doesn't disturb the occupants of the house. Yeah. It's actually um, very cool. To be rich. I know, oh, right? Jesus. Is everything okay? Yes, sorry to interrupt. I was just trying to look for something. What are you looking for? <laughs> and, uh, sorry. I can help you. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please, continue your podcast. I'm so sorry. So lurking. <laughs> I am not lurking. I was over here. I'm just... <laughs> Why are you trying to upset me? I'm not. Yes, you are. Get back in the water, Nessie. <laughs> She's like, go back to the water, Nessie. <laughs> hey, anywho. So. You fucking people, man. I'm going to leave that in. It's going to be the title anyway. of our episode. You fucking people, man. <laughs> so, though rumored, none of these rooms or passageways exist that they can find, mm-hmm. other than the small stairway that we were just talking about. Yeah. For the servants to use. Um. So, in 1895, um, four years after their daughter Emma dies, uh, Louise. Uh, Tiedman dies from liver disease. What? So they say. <laughs> at the age of 57. Yeah. Um, the next year, Tiedman sells the house mm. to the Mulhauser family. And uh, by 1908, he and the entire Tiedman family were dead. What? Yeah. What the, the whole ha- family. What happened to them? They, um, he was old. He kind of just, um, I, I have it somewhere in here how he dies, but it's kind of like, um, like complications due to an illness. And he was pretty old because he was born in what? I can't even remember now. I wrote it down. You probably even said it. 18th. I can't even, I probably did. It's probably in there somewhere. You guys just have to listen to the whole video again. Rewatch. <laughs> Become um, rewind. Yes. So by but it by eight nineteen oh eight, him and the whole family are dead. Even his only child that lived to adulthood is also dead. How did um, he die? I don't know how the child died. Um so let's see here. Well if you're gonna, at fifteen. If you're going to get to it, it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Dora Louise also survived to adulthood, but it does not list how she dies. Mm. Um, so we got Albert and Dora Louise. They both survived to adulthood. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
August and Dora both lived to adulthood. It doesn't say how they died, but they did not obviously live to 1908. Um, after losing his wife, Louisa, in 1895 to liver failure, uh, Tiedman remarried, although oh. very briefly. Um, his second wife was named Henrietta. Um, he married her really closely to after Louisa died. Yeah, um, that's not acceptable. So, <clears throat> so this subsequent marriage um, led to rumors regarding Louisa's perpetrated cause of death. Yeah, her liver disease. Right, and not to mention that within like like twelve years, all of his family is going to be dead. Is is he killing everyone off, or is it like a curse? The family is cursed. They must be. Um, uh, second marriage ended in divorce only one year later. They divorced. Wow. That's why I said he was married for a brief time. <laughs> Remarried. Um, so there are, are a lot of rumors of crimes committed in the house by Tiedman, including indiscretions and murder. What? Yes. Um, and all of these uh, rumors have contributed to Franklin Castle's uh, reputation as a haunted house. What indiscretions? I wish it was uh, more specific. Well, because it says that he also fathered, fathered another child at that time. It would have been while he was living in the castle. Not to mention, like, any other kind of indiscretions he had or rumored indiscretions, you know, because he was a very powerful man and this was the Victorian era and men thought they could do whatever the what they wanted to do they still think that <laughs> <laughs> just just say <laughs> i know i know men. most i won't say all because that's not fair to all men <laughs> so by this time uh the whole tapeman family uh. is gone and the legend begins the um, legend begins yes um, so we're going to go back and kind of talk to within like a little more detail. Like I told you that, uh, Rebecca and Emma died two weeks within each other. Yeah. Um, and Emma's was a, the believed to be the result of diabetes. Although you never know because how would they know? You know what I mean? Well, it, I guess I'm going to look it up because I'm not sure when they discovered diabetes. I guess it was probably like mid-1800s, but I'm not really sure. It's just weird they would know she died of complications from diabetes. Right. Like, how would they even know that? Would they even equate that? Because even by the by the late 1800s, they're not going to know enough about the diabetes to understand why people would even die from them, I would think. Well, certainly, I think a lot of that is would involve blood tests. Which they have not even gotten to, you know, develop fully yet. Right. I but, know they've, they've started, but I don't know how into it they, they were by that point. But Right. Um, so even though, I mean, uh, Vivekka was old, so they pretty much chalked that up to natural causes because she was old, yeah. you know. And he probably didn't um, kill his own mother, so. Right, I would assume not, especially after coming here with her and her moving her into her house, into his house, and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, the deaths, nonetheless, gave birth to not only the legend of the curse, but legends of a, the legend of a curse, but also the rumors that Tiedman was a controlling and evil man. Ooh, evil. Yeah. Mm. Um, like we talked about before, um, that during this time, uh, legend says that uh, there was infamous hidden rooms and secret passageways uh, constructed within Franklin Castle, and they may be shut now. Like they may have been like sealed shut. Yeah. And the newer owners have never been able to find them because they were sealed shut. Um, why they were created, though, or you know why they yeah. were supposedly created. It is open for debate. Like, we have no idea. It was nefarious purposes. 
You would think so because, <laughs> you know. Dude, I would have tons of secret passages if I had a house and lots of money. Heck yes, I'm telling you. Just so <laughs> when we, just so when I die, I can haunt them. <laughs> uh, yes. Um. So, like they said, some some say they were created by Teen Men to simp, uh, simply as a way of taking his wife's mind off the recent death of their daughter. Um, others, however, say the rooms and the passages were designed so that uh, Teen Men could commit heinous crimes, including murdering his niece, yeah. who what? also died in the house. Yes, a servant girl. He murdered her, and even. A servant girl died in the house, yes. And even his own daughter, Emma. Oh, that sounds sad. Yeah, uh, so they figured they, he made these uh, so he could commit crimes without being detected. But what I, what would the motivation be, I guess, to just start going on a killing spree against your family? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he was already like a sociopath, like H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, he was just crazy, You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are still others who hold firm to the belief that Mrs. Tateman herself had the passages created so that uh, she could sneak past her overbearing husband undetected. I think that's why there's not an official like architectural design or architectural blueprints of these tunnels or passageways. But I mean, how would he not know about it? Would be my question. <laughs> like, well, okay. So this happened very often too, where a wife is like, I want to do like, I want to like make this room or I want to do work on the house. And then he just gave her like a blank check and was like, just do whatever you want then just to kind of keep the wife out of their hair, you know? Yeah, I guess I've, I've actually read a lot of um, historical books factual historical books not romantic historical books yeah love me a good romance uh, i know where uh <laughs> husbands actually did this quite often it was like it was done yeah because they didn't want anything to do with the designing of the house or the furnishings in the house or anything like that the tapestries or the wallpaper <laughs> they could care less well and uh, like they just wanted to go to their club and gamble. The reality, yeah, the reality is they probably didn't care that much about their wives either. So like, I agree. Do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Um, so, uh, uh, when Louise Tateman passed away in 1895, her death was also attributed to the curse, or worse yet, murder at the hands of her husband. Murder most foul. Yeah, like we had discussed, he married shortly after she died. Like, yeah, it was pretty quickly. it's weird because I, when you said that, I was thinking that for that time period, that was not the done thing. You went through, like, right. a, a year of mourning, depending on how close the person was to you. And then, right. um, I don't think you are allowed to marry, certainly. <laughs> you know, by I society's rules. <laughs> Right, like, and and some places I know that you weren't even allowed to marry by law for a year after your spouse yes. died. People don't realize that Queen Victoria was extremely strict in her edicts on propriety. Like, extremely yes. strict. And uh, yes, this is America, but they did follow a lot of trends and fashions of um, England. Well, they brought it here the with UK, them, yeah. Right, and, uh, you know, Europe. So, I don't know. It seems, and then you said they got a divorce, him and his next wife, which also sounded crazy right. to me. So, we're talking about the early 1900s. So it's like... <laughs> right. Like, divorce wasn't even a thing in, like, the 1940s. You know what I mean? Nobody divorced. And if you did, it was like, whoa. <laughs> you're extremely frowned upon and you're, you're, down you're shunned. On. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, nah, don't talk to me. Right. We don't want you corrupting yeah. our daughters with your divorceness. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, after Louise's death, uh, Tateman sold Franklin Castle to a brewer named Molehauser and moved out. Some say that even Tateman leaving the castle was not enough to escape Franklin Castle's power. Um, in 1908, uh, Tateman died suddenly. Like, there was no reason. Right. I thought I read somewhere that he had died of complications. Um, Incredibly, uh, Tiedman's death uh, brought 
about the end of the Tiedman family tree. That's it, huh? Um, yeah, because even, so, uh, his entire family, including, including his grandsons, all passed away before him. Oh my gosh. That's why they say this family was cursed. Sounds like it. Because like, everybody <laughs> died. Like, how would that feel to watch every single line in your family die off and then you die last, knowing that there is nobody to carry on your name? Well, I mean, if he's went on a killing spree, then I guess he didn't care. Right, but those are those are rumors, you know what I mean? Yeah, because no. there are other accounts that he was actually a very good person. Yeah. I, and he did a lot of work in society, and he helped out a lot of people, and that he actually loved his wife and his children very dearly. That's what I so Yeah, I mean, like, I chose the account to where it makes it more suspenseful and makes the... I mean, and there very well, well may have been a curse because they all died before him. I mean, it's strange, and um, it's strange. Yes, it's he was the last in his line to die. Everybody died before him. How crazy is that? I mean, some, that's like... nuts. Like, seriously. 40 years younger than him. You know what I mean? Right. That's crazy. I know. He killed him. Um, <laughs> so he sells it to Mulhauser, and um, there's not a lot happening when Mulhauser has the house. Um, but in 1921, it sold... And from 1921 to 1968, the house functioned as a home to various German um, and cultural organizations. Um, they even had like a socialist place in there, you know, like a German socialist yeah. uh, like group or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, you know, they used it as like their meeting place and like, yeah. hang out and Whatever the hell socialists do, I don't know. Demand, <laughs> demand other people's money. <laughs> right. And in uh, January 1968, um, James Romano, his wife, and their six children settle into the home. They buy the house and they, they move in. Um, the Romano family reported several encounters, yeah. several with ghosts in their new home. Yes. Uh, they attempted exorcisms and um, they even had a now defunct ghost hunting group called the Northeast Ohio uh, <laughs> Physical <laughs> Research. What is it? I don't know. Like, it says psycho. I think I spelled it wrong. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I can't I interpret it, it, this. <laughs> I can't even read my own typing. Uh, the Northeast Ohio Psychic Research Society. Gotcha. Um, so they came and investigated the castle. I don't know what they found because they're defunct and all of their records are gone. So I'm not sure what, what happened there. Uh, by 1974, uh, the Romanos decided to get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and out. they sold it to um, a man named Sam who planned to turn the castle into a church. Nice. Well, it would make a beautiful church, honestly. This place is gorgeous. Um, to raise money for the church, uh, haunted house tours and overnight stays at the castle um, uh, were offered. Um, and in 1975, um, in one of these tours, uh, human bones like a partial skeleton was found in one of the closets like a real skeleton a real skeleton just like hanging yes. hanging out in the closet or like someone broke no, through, through a wall like, and no it was just in the closet what they didn't know okay. this for like 70 so, years okay so here's the thing okay so this closet specifically is in what they call the cold room the cold room is where Louisa died. Uh, Nobody could inhabit this room because it was 10 to 15 degrees colder than the rest of the house. Always. Oh, so it wasn't like a room where they kept their stuff 
from going bad. Like, right. Like, <laughs> it was just No, they called cold it the room. cold room because it was Louisa uh, Tiedman's room where she died. But I mean, yes, it's cold in there, but no one ever looked in the closet. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I think people were just afraid to go in the room because it's the room she died in. That's weird. So, like, this whole yeah. family lived there and nobody, like, they were just like, no. Well, if you had twenty, if you had nineteen other rooms to live in, why would you live in that one? Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, I probably, I, I don't want to live in a house where someone died. So. Like this video that I watched of the new owner, this room is almost, it is almost exactly the way it was when Louisa died. So it has like the furnishings and everything. It has some of the furnishings. That's yes, freaking awesome. Yeah. So they were found. Um, in this closet, it's believed that they were planted by the new owner, but when they were sent to the anthropologist, they're like, I don't really know how it could be because there's no dirt on the bones. There is yeah. no nothing. It was so never buried like anywhere. Right. And they were extremely old. What? Yeah. So it wasn't like there were new bones or anything like that. They were old bones. Well, I mean, where do people get bones? You can't just get bones from somewhere without somebody noticing. Right. Like you would have to get it from like a medical college or something like yeah. that. Or you would have to dig them up yourself. Like, and who the hell is going to go grave robbing in 1975? I Right, that's fairly modern times. I'm sure right. there were people that did that, but I don't think the people that bought a mansion would do that. <laughs> right, I don't think so either. So they say that he planted the bones, um, but the new owner is like, it was, the bones were so old and it, they were like, he said it's very improbable. He's like, nobody knows where they came from. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they say that he did it to gain publicity for his ghost tours on the property. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so in 1982, uh, the location was added to the National Register of Historical Places. That's awesome. Yes. And in, in early 1984, uh, Michael DeVinco, Judy Garland's fifth and last husband, Purchased Franklin Castle and almost immediately started making major renovations to the house. Um, over the next like 10 that. years, until 1994, um, he spent close to a million dollars on renovating the castle. Holy. Even going as far as to track down the original furnishings for the castle. What? Yeah, so he made this place like it's original. That's um, awesome. But 10 years, uh, despite having put all this work into it and all this money, he sells the house in 1994. And he gets the hell out. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's something going on with this house. It's like, nope. I'm out. Uh, since 1994, the house has changed hands many times. Um, and many of these people make plans to refurbish the house, and nothing comes of these plans. Um, there's also been two fires, um, in the main house and the carriage house is burned down. Oh, I love uh, the two fires inside the house were, so, um, um, a lady bought this house. Um, I probably have it here. I can't remember if I put it down or not. So a lady, a woman buys this house. She uses, uh, she made a lot of money in the stock market when Yahoo came out. Nice. And uh, so she like turned it around and she bought this house for like $380,000. And um, that's a bargain. Yeah. Well, the uh, fire starts in the house and uh, no. when the firefighters go in, they find an unconscious man who started the fires in the house. Uh, like an arsonist. It was an arsonist. Yeah. What a dumbass. I'm gonna start this. Sorry, way. I forget how something starts my lip. It's a hair. It's gotta be. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, and the carriage house is now burned. That's sad. So, yes, it is very sad. Um, so I have like a little uh, excerpt from um, a newspaper in Cleveland. Um, it says, perhaps it is the dark Victorian style of the Franklin Castle 
that Franklin Castle is built in that has fed the imagination of those that believe in ghosts. More likely, it's the tragic history of the family that lived in the Ohio, Ohio City home originally that added fuel to the fire when rumors of strange happening and happenings began to surface decades ago. Everything from doors opening and closing, footsteps, things moving around. Some people have reported putting something down and then going back later to find it. And it wouldn't be there. And then the next day, it would be in a different room altogether <laughs> on a different floor. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, sorry, I printed this part twice. <laughs> um, like I said, the Romano family, they had a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. um, and after several years, they decide they're going to sell it. Uh, and then he sells it to the um, Sam guy. Um, um, after that, then the, the Sam and his family uh, finally decide to sell Franklin Castle. Uh, and then they sell it to Michael Davinko. And then um, after, in 1994, when Davinko decides that he no longer wants any part of this house, it's empty for the next five years. And then the lady that I was telling about, uh, Michelle Heimberger, uh, buys it in April 1999. Right. Yeah. Um, like, and she, she started this website and all this stuff and nothing like to like document her renovations and it never went any further. What? Um, yes. So I'm going to get into some of the haunting, the haunted happenings going on in this place. Yes. Um, many people have said that they have seen a girl in white. Not a lady in white or yeah. a woman in white. An actual child in white. Oh, like one of the kids. Yeah. Uh, they, some think that it's Emma uh, Tateman's daughter who was the first to die at the new house. Um, we have a woman in black, which, uh, traditionally women in black are like, are not good omens. You know what I mean? No. So we, uh, I can't remember what episode it was but, or case, but we talked about, um, ladies in red, which are also not to be confused with women in white. And they also sometimes appear in black also. Which yeah is significant for um, tragic passing usually. And, yes, and they are, um, they're not generally nice. Right, and this one is said to be Louisa. Right. Okay. Um, and she has. It, it is said that she um, can be seen looking out of the windows that face toward the street. Oh. Like, and there's a lot of windows, eighty windows in this place. Yeah. Um. We talked about that she died in a room and that room is called the cold room. And it's all like always freezing in there. Nice. Uh, which the new owner says that they have some temperature regulators in there now. So You mean a heater? It's, yeah, I, it's I not got, so cold. I got to me a fancy regulator. <laughs> well, it's not so cold now. Uh, do they live he in says there? That it's, he actually lives in that room now. Nice. Yeah. Um, footsteps can be heard all over the house. Um, the new owner actually claims that he had laying down to take a nap and he woke up and he heard footsteps running up the stairs and then he heard them running it down again. And since he's like in the process of remodeling the house, he assumed that it was workers. Right. Well, he goes out onto the landing outside the bedroom door to tell them to kind of keep it down, you know? Yeah. And he hears nobody and sees nobody. And he goes back into his room and he looks at the clock on the mantle. It is four o'clock in the morning. Oh. Yeah. And there's no way that any workers would be there at that time of day. He didn't realize know, it was like night. dark outside. <laughs> He's like... Well, he, that's what he said, that he had noticed that it was dark and looked at the clock. And oh, right. It was four o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they hear children giggling. Nope. 
That's a hard no for me also. Pass. <laughs> Screaming and giggling. Hard no. Yup, I don't like that. <laughs> um, it is said that you can hear voices in another room on a even on different floors, even though you're the only person in the house. That's awesome. Like having a conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't be there, but that's cool. <laughs> I I wouldn't either. <laughs> Like no, <laughs> we'd all have to live together. Like I couldn't live here, I don't think. But it, the house is so beautiful, I kind of want to live here. Yeah. Um. So in the 1970s, remember the closet we had talked about where yeah. they found the bones. Um. In the 1970s, they had to take the door handle off of this closet because tourists and visitors would go into this closet and unexplicably. They would be locked in the closet. Oh my God. <laughs> like all the way locked in the closet. And the only way to unlock the handle is by a key. <sighs> so they would get trapped in this closet and then some, they would, somebody would finally hear them and they would have to go find the key to unlock them from this closet. Is it a skeleton key? Probably. I, I hope it was. <laughs> it's a Victorian house. So it's gotta be a skeleton key. <laughs> That is freaking Whoa. awesome. Isn't that crazy to be like locked? Yeah, they actually had to take the door handle off so nobody would get locked in. Like, how crazy is that? That the only way that you can lock the door is by a key. Yet some like people get stuck in this room yes. or in this closet by the door locking where you have to unlock it by the key. It's insane. Listen, that's probably one of my worst fears is being locked in a room with like an entity of some sort. That would that would be crazy. I would say that would be really spooky, and I would probably cry. Um, yes, it reminds me of the Sixth Sense when he gets uh, trapped in that right. dumb, that dumb waiter. Yes, yes, that, I love that freaking movie. I do too. Oh my gosh, I think that movie is like so underrated nowadays. <laughs> I agree that it's underrated. Um, so they'll have doors open and closing on their own. Like, just out of nowhere. Like, nobody's in that part of the house or... Yeah. Uh, just open and close the sound of doors. Um, they... Uh, sometimes people hear children crying, which would make me super sad. I would, that would... Um, that would that would go in the category of the giggling. I have to say no thank you to that. <laughs> you know what? Well, I would say no thank you, but it's not like a hard no, like giggling. It would. I think it was. It was because it would make me more sad than anything else. Yeah. No, that's really um, harsh. Yeah, because children crying make me sad anyway. I know. I hate it when kids cry. <laughs> I do too. Um, they also get lights that turn on and off on their own. Nice. Quite often. Yeah. So, and that is all I have for the hauntings. I just generalized them. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of it from the new owner. Um, I can't remember his name, and I don't know why I didn't write it down. Because I was watching a video on YouTube about it. That's what we'll call him. So, his name is Owner. And I'm pretty sure that Ghost Adventures has been to this house. And I'm not sure what they oh. found. We've, we've talked about this before. Ghost Adventures is not my favorite paranormal group for go-to yeah. paranormal things. Dude, but, I think um, that must have been where I heard this before. Not, I don't know that I watched it, but it must. Yeah. So that is my case on Franklin Castle, which I was so excited to bring to you guys because this place sounds awesome. Dude, I love it so much. Me too. I can't wait to see Me pic too. pictures because I keep like picturing it in my mind. And of course, it's never the same as um, reality. No, it's so <laughs> beautiful, too. Listen, when you were talking about uh, doors opening and closing, I had, um, have you ever seen The Others with Nicole Kidman? I have. It's been a really long time. So a really quick, quick uh, recap. She lives in a house with her kids and she's convinced that her house is haunted. Like after like a certain amount of time of things happening. And at the end... If you've never seen it, turn away now. Uh, it turns out that she's actually dead also along with her children. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But she's living in the house and then there's 
the live people that are living in the house, but she right. is convinced that she is alive and something weird is going on in her house. And she thinks the living people are the spirits. Yes. And actually she's the spirit. Yeah. And I just I wonder, I wonder how often that actually happens. <laughs> Don't say stuff like that to me. Why? Is your house haunted? No, but what if we're the ones that are like living in an alternate reality? You know, I think of that sometimes and I'm like, I also do too. I feel like though, like you wouldn't know the physical, certainly discomforts or even pleasure. So like, would you know it's cold outside? I don't know. Would you, I mean, what if we were uh, living in the matrix? So after the matrix came out and I finally brought myself to watch it because I was very resistant. I was like, whoa, what if we do live in a matrix? Why? <laughs> because you would feel and know everything. Yes, like everything that's true. Like real life. It's real. It's real life. It's your reality, even though it's not real. <laughs> right. I don't like that, Tristan. <laughs> I don't either. Well, I was just thinking about like alternate reality things. And I see like on um, Instagram when I'm on like checking out our followers pages and stuff like that how yeah. they have memes of like the glitches in the matrix nice so like and these are actual things that have happened yeah that's just weird like a bird stopping in mid-flight and like hovering that'd be what? a glitch in the matrix <laughs> right crazy right that's nuts <laughs> it is nuts so but anyway to reiterate uh, we need support because we want to buy Lizzie Borden's house Lizzie, that, yes this is our campaign to buy Lizzie Borden's house I will sit on the couch where they found her father <laughs> I would yeah yes I'd like lay down like him too like this that's not nice but so <laughs> probably going to hell that's okay i mean it's not okay no it's not but it's okay no, it's not. <laughs> um i think inappropriate things are funny so. oh my goodness so me and <coughs> dylan and colton were talking about dark and inappropriate humor <laughs> the other night so i gotta tell you this joke <laughs> um you know helen keller right yes did you know she had a dog no. Neither did she. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even know if we can put that on. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't. Uh, honestly, I might edit that out. We'll see what happens. But. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it at all? <laughs> oh, God. Dark and appropriate humor. It's my favorite kind of humor. Me, too. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, that really brings to mind the fact that people don't think that Helen Keller um, was... Not that she didn't exist, but that she didn't have the problems that she had, and she certainly didn't overcome those problems if she did have them. <laughs> right, right. Which makes the joke kind of sad, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we still have followers and they're not offended by that, <laughs> um, you guys should like us, subscribe to us, share us, go on all the social media places and um, do whatever the hipsters do because I don't know. But <laughs> I don't either. Get the scoop up. Pick this up. <laughs> Okay, I guess we'll go. All right, all right. Um, Unless you have anything else to say, I don't. Well, all right then. Well, I guess we'll 
Make sure you, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Uh, follow yes. our webpage. We'll put the link in the bottom of our YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to us on podcast, you guys go check them out on our YouTube video. Yes. Or, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know how else they would look it up unless they typed in our name, which is Occultus Sorbus. Maybe learn Latin. I don't know. I don't know how to fix your problem. <laughs> I don't either. Good luck to you. I don't either. <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to go. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. Yes, and you all stay creepy. All right. Peace. Don't hate us forever.